Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ministry Leaders Podcast, Episode 32. We're a podcast aimed at equipping local church volunteer leaders, pastors, and other ministry leaders to better serve their ministries and churches. Many churches like to describe themselves as being like a family, and it's a great analogy. In fact, the Bible uses it. Scripture calls the church a household of faith. It refers to Christians as brothers and sisters, children of our Heavenly Father, right? But if we're a family, then something is missing. Have you noticed? What about your church? What do you feel the ingredient is that is most missing in your spiritual family? Is it togetherness? Is it care for one another? Is it generosity? What's missing? I'd like to suggest that more than anything, what's missing in most churches are spiritual parents, and that this lack of parental leadership more than anything else is what leads to some of the other shortcomings you might have identified in your church. Let's go with the analogy of family for a minute. Families are made up of people of various ages, right? Various levels of maturity. And in a healthy family, actually in any family that's going to survive and function, there have to be parents to raise the kids, the less mature ones. But what I've seen in many churches is that nobody is raising the spiritual children, those newer to the faith, if there are any at all. And guess what? Those families are on a slow path to extinction because kids don't raise themselves. Without parenting, kids stay immature and kids without parents grow up with deficiencies, maybe physical, probably intellectual, definitely emotional and relational, and in the case of churches, spiritual as well. Now, I'm speaking metaphorically here because churches are spiritual families. So I'm talking about spiritual parents and spiritual children, though parenting spiritual children flows over for sure into very practical areas, as we'll discuss later. Let's pause now, though, to just notice how often Scripture encourages churches to raise, to parent the spiritual children among them. The most well-known instance of this, of course, is the Great Commission, where Jesus tells his followers to go and make disciples. And of course, this is what Jesus had just finished doing for his followers, for his, his disciples. Jesus wasn't content just for them to have a conversion experience. No, he invested in them. He taught them. He trained them. He modeled for them. He developed their character, their skills, as well as their convictions until they were living like he lived, treating people like he treated people, teaching what he taught, and doing what he did. For Jesus, making disciples meant raising up spiritual children to maturity. The Apostle Paul, through his example, and then his letters, reinforces this. He instructs older women, it's in one of the pastoral epistles, to teach younger women. He describes how he's been a spiritual father to Timothy and then instructs Timothy to do the same for others. He reminds the Thessalonians how he, Silas, and Timothy have been spiritual parents to them. The language is all so personal and so relational, so parental. So question, why aren't we doing this today? Instead of rolling up our sleeves relationally and parenting younger believers and newer believers, they aren't always young, why are we just organizing a few services and programs and hoping that miraculously people will mature on their own if they attend? That's like parents who fail to raise their kids, then sending them off to school, hoping that the schools will miraculously straighten the kids out. And if you've been a teacher or you know any teachers, you know how well that goes. 
But at least schools have a fighting chance. They have kids for six hours every day. Most churches only get people for a couple hours per week. You can't parent people that way. You can't help them grow to maturity. It just doesn't work. Well, here's the reality. Very few of the church leaders I've worked with have ever spiritually parented anyone, except possibly their own physical children, biological children. Why is this? I think there are a few reasons. Maybe we assume it's the pastor's job because we haven't stopped to think that a single pastor or a small pastoral team can't possibly parent dozens and dozens of people. Maybe we don't know how because nobody did it for us. In which case, what we may need to do first is ask somebody to spiritually parent us, to disciple us, and to train us to do this for others. But I wonder if a bigger reason church leaders don't tend to spiritually parent others is that we don't feel worthy. It feels presumptuous to set ourselves up as a spiritual parent over someone else. We don't aspire to be a spiritual parent, and we don't see those who are less mature in their faith looking to us for parenting, and so it all feels awkward. Part of what's going on here is that if we're a volunteer leader in our church, we don't have the title of pastor, and so we've got a disadvantage compared to the pastor's. They have a position, a platform, which legitimizes them as spiritual parents, and we don't. And so maybe we feel like we're just an elder, just a deacon, just a small group leader, whatever. Well, that disadvantage is not actually hard to overcome. Let me tell you how. It's actually quite simple, and I learned it from one of the leaders in my church who does this really well. He looks for those who need spiritual parenting, and he just starts to reach out to them, to care for them, and to serve them in simple, practical ways. Think about it. Isn't this what parents do for their kids all the time? They feed them, they clothe them, they drive them places, they give them attention, they take an interest in them. When you start to do this for those in your church who need spiritual parenting, it begins to build a bond. They start to look up to you and admire you and appreciate you. And so then you begin to gain the rapport needed to speak into their lives spiritually. As leaders, if we take an interest in others and make it a point to care for them and support them in practical ways, in time we will have the opportunity to parent some of them spiritually. And isn't this what we should expect as parents? Parenting takes time. It takes money. It demands a lot. It can be thankless. When you sign up to be a parent, you sign up to put yourself aside and pour your life out for the young ones under your care. It's no different with spiritual parenting. And without spiritual parenting, there's no spiritual family. So if we as leaders want to see our spiritual family, our church grow and thrive, then we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and do the job of spiritual parenting. I don't know what your church is like, but the statistics about churches in North America today are very sobering. Many churches are declining. Many who call themselves Christians don't read their Bibles regularly and can't articulate some of the basics of what Christians believe. Rather than impacting the culture around them, most Christians are being impacted by the culture. And if this is going to change, if churches are going to become healthy families, it's going to start with leaders. If you're a church leader, a ministry leader, have you woken up to what it means to be a leader? Have you recognized the task before you? Have you realized that it means first and foremost to be a spiritual parent to others in your church? 
If the church is a spiritual family and we're its leaders, then we are the parents of the family. And if we don't do the parenting, who's going to do it? Well, maybe you need some training. Maybe no one has ever spiritually parented you and you're not quite sure even what I'm talking about and you need to seek out some training in, in mentoring and in disciple making along the way. But meanwhile, getting started as a spiritual parent is actually pretty easy. Just think and pray about a few people you know who are newer in the faith than you are and look for practical ways to serve them, to care for them, to reach out to them, and then see what opportunities that opens up. Well, that's it for this episode of the Ministry Leaders Podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, I encourage you to share it with someone. You can also help spread the word by subscribing to the podcast or leaving us a rating and a review. Bye for now.